Hello and welcome to the Purposeful Mommy with Minnie Marie podcast. I'm your host and on today we're going to discuss 12 things that moms should never feel guilty about. So we're going to dive right into that topic. There are certain things that we put on us internally and sometimes there are some pressures that are externally that we feel the need to feel guilty about. So I gathered 12 things that for me personally, I feel like no mom should feel guilty about and some things that I actually had to take in for myself. And I just wanted to share it on today's topic. So let's dive right on in. So when it came down to really gathering up the 12 things that I think that moms should never feel guilty about, I did my research. Now, if you just Google and say, you know, things that moms should never feel guilty about, I saw articles that were as short as five, and then I saw some that were as large as 50 or more. And I was like, okay, to each his own, you know. For me, I really talked about this from my personal perspective and also from conversations and personal experiences, you know, when it came down to combining this with, you know, outside of the home, along with, again, internal thoughts and also external pressure. So we're going to dive right into today's topic in discussing number one, when it comes down to 12 things that you should never feel guilty about. And I have that, which is nurturing your child on your love level. There are people who like to critique women, you know, as moms about how they want to love on their children. And for some of us, we are, you know, it all depends on our love language. I love referring a lot of things back to our love language. And there are five love languages. You can check that out by Gary Chapman. He has one for marriages. He also has one for children. But if you are a physical touch when it comes down to hugs and kisses, you know, even sometimes it may make your child kind of squirm like, hey, mom, get out of, you know, get off of me. Or you may have a child like I have one who loves to cuddle like that's her thing, especially when it comes to my younger twins. They are my cuddle bugs, I would like to say. My older two are kind of like, mom, get off me. Don't touch me. But for the younger ones, they love to cuddle. So when it comes down to loving on your baby, there's nothing wrong with that. With giving your baby a hug, making decision that you would like to have when it comes down to, you know, I still want my baby to, you know, to give him a hug. Right now, it's kind of hard. They're getting taller than me. Mom is a shorty. I'm pretty short. I'm one of the petite women. I can kind of shop at the petite clothes and throw that in there. There are some shorter than me, but I am am a shorty. So with my twins and, you know, getting tall too, I sit down on the couch, you know, and I can pick them up that way. And they just sit right on my old lap. That's what I call it. My old lap, you know, speaking of from Southern terms. And I love on my baby. Now, when it comes down to co-sleeping and all that in between, that's between you, your spouse and your comfort level. But definitely when it comes down to loving on your baby with nurture and care, that's what we do as moms. So that's our personal decision. All right. So when it comes down to somebody telling you stop babying that child, leave him alone. Or if you are mom, that's kind of like, you know, he'll be okay. That's all right, too, because I have that, too girls and boys meaning my sons and my son and my daughter when it comes down to like kind of looking at a moment or a situation especially when I told them not to do something and it kind of backfires on them I'm always checking if my child is okay but then at the same time I'm also going to share with them now I told you not to <laughs> all right some people may critique me on that and say oh my gosh that's so cruel and cold 
or tell them, you know, I always acknowledge my children's feelings. If they're upset, I never say, what you crying about? Or, you know, that's, that's baby stuff. I hear them out. So you make the decision on how you want to nurture your child through love. So I can't discuss nurturing without talking about number two. So number two, when it comes down to definitely not feeling guilty, when it comes down as a mom is protecting your child. All right. That's what we do. All right. So we are mama bears. Now, for those of us, there are always the extreme of every circumstances. And I think because we are women and because we sometimes get that little judgment, we like to extreme things or a helicopter mom or neglectful mom and all that in between. But when it comes down to protecting your child from hurt, harm and danger, and especially like real negative influences, that's our job as parents. That's our jobs as moms. Definitely nothing to feel guilty about. Advocating for our child is number three, personally for me. It's our job to speak up for our children, especially for those we know who suffer from disabilities and also those of us who have children that are young in age and cannot articulate for themselves. And even if they are of age, there are certain things that they don't understand that what's going on. So although they may think they do because they're teens or preteens or young adults, there are certain ways that we know as parents that we have to speak up for our children, especially in the younger years and those of us who have children with disabilities. And I've definitely had to do that as an autism mom. I had to speak up for my children, for my child. I had to do so as a special needs parent. I will say that in generalizing, having one child with autism, having two children with special learning needs, and also speaking up for my son. I have a little brown boy. So when it comes down to the world that he has to step out in, there are times I have to advocate for him just as much as I have to do with my daughter with disabilities for misconceptions and judgments and unfair treatment. So never feel any type of guilt when you take a stand and advocate for your child, be it in the public or even within the school system. Speak up for your baby. All right. When it comes down to my next point, it is her home management. That's right. I said it. And for all the judgmental, I don't, let me give a name for them. The judgmental Janices or whatever you want to call it. Judgy, judgy Janice. I like that. You have a right to make the decision on how you want to rule your home. If someone else wants to do laundry every day, three, four times, you know, in the day, that's on them. All right. If you're a mom that I wash today, I fold tomorrow. That's on you. That's completely on you. Now, long as you're, you're home, we're not, again, not talking about the extreme circumstances, not talking about hoarders, all right? And I'm also not talking about where if anybody, the children, <laughs> anybody just walk in the house, we all have to wear plastic shoes. Now, I know we're going through COVID-19. That may be some misconceptions. I mean, that may be not misconceptions. That may be some things to consider depending on your home. But for everyday normal circumstances, the decision you make to run your home and keep everything clean and managed based upon where you know where it is, your family knows where it is, that's fine. So my grandmother used to say this. It was funny to me. She would say, get that there off the whatchamacallit. Now, for those who didn't know her home, you'll be like, well, what is she saying when she says, get that there off the whatchamacallit? We all knew that was the remote control. <laughs> that was how she managed her home. All right. So again, when it comes down to the safety and cleanliness and how you decide to manage your home with chores for the children, 
responsibilities for yourself, that's on you. That's from you. There are tons of articles with everybody telling you what to do. There are books and things and you can take suggestions. You can look at quote unquote influencers that you would like to follow on social media, but all in all, it's your home. So you make the decision on how you would like to run your home and what's best fit for you all. And again, anything that you know that is not detrimental for your particular children and your particular home, then I feel like, you know what, sister girl, do you? (laughs) Because I'm definitely going to be over here doing me. So sometimes I am a wash and fold day. And then sometimes I'm a wash and then the next day fold And there are some times, I'm going to be completely honest with you, where I've had a busy couple of weeks and I'm trying to make it work and we're just making it, (laughs) we're just making it. And then I have a massive fold and organization shift, but that's my home and that may not be you. So when it comes down to all of that, the decision is on you and don't let any pressure from feeling like you have to. And I'm going to say this again. I said, judgmental Janet's, I'm going to say perfect Patty. You don't have to do that. Or whatever your in-laws may have done for their home, that's on that's on your 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 in-law and her time, or even your mom. That's that's what they do. But you have the right at the matriarch of your home to decide how you want to organize things when it comes down to home management. So you know we cannot talk about home management without going into my next point of mom should never feel guilty when it comes down to making the decision of her family's nutrition guidelines and likes. So, you know, we are as diverse as our families. So what my diet is may not be your diet. What my family likes may not be what your family likes. And that's our own decision as moms, all right? So we know some of us are hearty meat eaters when it comes down to meat and potatoes. Some of us are vegetarians and vegans. Some of us are gluten-free, whatever it is, whatever your decision that your family has for food and nutrition guidelines, that's on you, all right? And then when it comes down to actual, the like, the love of the food, all right? Do not experiment with your kids and come up with something that you heard someone said that this is what they cook for their kids on the playground and you're going to make it at home knowing that this is something that your kids would not like, okay? So I know that my children probably wouldn't like dried cranberries in the banana pudding. So that's something that I'm not going to put in there, okay? (laughs) Not going to do it. So I know I can have a vegetarian night for myself and I'll cook a, a large enough meal for everyone in the family to take part of. And they are pretty okay when it comes down to having a vegetarian night. But as a decision, as as a whole, as a family, we're still discussing that. That's something that we'll talk about at our personal family meetings that we have here. We have a personal family meeting once a month. That is something that we can throw on the table. I'll let one of the twins be, you know, the secretary write notes. I don't know. But that's our own decision, all right? So I know if I want to make chicken nuggets, I can make chicken nuggets through tofu. I can make chicken nuggets through actual white meat, dark meat and everything in between. But it's our decision. I got to know what my children are going to like and what they enjoy. So that's all on us. Now, for some of us, you may be like, all right, so sometimes we cook at home. Sometimes we order out. That's on you and that's your budget. All right. You know, if you break in the bank, (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. You want the best for your family. You want to make sure you save for your children's future. So that's something that you have to make decision like, man, I need to think about that. All right. But when it comes down to the nutrition of your family and those particular guidelines, especially if you know that there are certain guidelines and restrictions that protect your child when it comes down to their allergies and things of importance, you take that in consideration. If you know your child is allergic to peanuts I don't care what anybody is pressuring you to do to give your child peanuts for whatever they're talking about. You know that that's something that is detrimental for your child. So you don't do it. All right. So that's it. So what you going to eat tonight? (laughs) All right. My next point is no mom should feel guilty about making the decision to breast or formula feed. That is the mom's choice. That is mom's choice who carried her baby for the length of time that she carried her baby. I have been both formula and also breastfed my children. All right. So when I had my first child, I actually did formula. Didn't know much about breastfeeding. That was like the first thing I was pressured on when it came down to my mom. And I talked to her about that. So that's why she doesn't mind me sharing this with you. And it was like, just go ahead and bandage them up. And you a working mom, you got to get right back to work. And at the time I was working two jobs. I was a full-time college student I look back and like girl what were you thinking (laughs) so I had to be on air at four in the morning then midday go to class and leave class and go and teach kids as art director then leave out may have to do a live broadcast remote somewhere so and still in between that I'm parenting as a young mom so I breastfed now for not breastfed I formula fed now there are some who can do all of that and they had more knowledge prior to what I had on bre- to breastfeeding and they may choose to breastfeed. Now, no one in the family at the time breastfed that I knew about. So I didn't know anything about it. But when it came down to my girls, I actually breastfed my babies, even when they were in the NICU and I was stressed out and I had to use this pump. They used to call this pump old silver because I had a little pump I bought from the store and it just wouldn't get me going. But When I put old silver, it would make this chug-a-chug noise. (laughs) And I felt so proud of my my, my little milk that was coming out. And I say little milk for a reason, too, because our produce, you know, production level of milk is completely, you know, it varies for some moms. And some people can have enough uh, milk to produce that they can pass it on to other moms, which is such a blessing. I'm going to tell you, if you were a mom like that, thank you. Because while I was a NICU mom and I would pump for hours stressed out, my babies were in there for almost four months. I didn't have like a large amount that would come, but I would bring my little bag just as proud to the NICU. (laughs) And I'm like, this is what I I had. And they would see me so stressed. And the nurse would uh, sometimes give me a hug and they'll, and they shared with me that there were moms who actually donated their milk. So thank you so much for that. Now for a mom who made the decision to formula feed, I had a, my son had a, a special diet and I had to get the special formula that was kind of pricey at the time. And, you know, that was a decision that at the time I made. And I don't feel guilty for either decision I made for at the time. And I don't want you to feel pressured or to feel that you are less of a mom if you decided to formula feed. And I also don't want you to look down on other moms who do make the decision to formula feed and do not look all grossed out if you see a mom making a decision to breastfeed her child. All right. She's feeding her child. That's her business. And that is nothing that she should feel guilty about all right going to my next point is 
no mom should feel guilty for her personal style. So if you are a heel girl, rock mama, that's on you. If you are a casual mom who like, you know what? Everything is clean at least and I have on my flats. <laughs> that's okay, all right? Your own personal style is you. Again, we're not talking about the streams with people who have on like six inch heels yes they have those available they have definitely been long gone from my life (laughs) now back in the day I could wear some heels they used to call them stilettos and I think they still have stilettos out and I used to wear my little pointy shoes you couldn't tell me nothing but (laughs) as I've gotten more children I kind of did like the Beyonce after the twins watch that video when you see her with Coachella I think it's Coachella. It's like Beyonce back in the day would have them little skinny heels on and she just doing her thing. But as those babies came and especially those twins, I saw her with that chunky platform doing those dances. (laughs) So I wear my chunky heel too, my wedges. All right. But that's me. And then I'll be honest with you. Although I do like to sometimes spruce myself up. If I'm being honest with you right now, I have on one of my faithful house dresses. (laughs) And that's what I'm doing with a bonnet on my head. So I can go from ultra casual to like glammed up. You know, that's my thing too. Because some days I do want to kind of glam up. And you can look at my Instagram and social media and see like, wow, she literally looks like she like woke up the bed, <laughs> woke up and got out of the bed. And now she looks like she's about to host a show. For those who don't know me, I also am an event host. So when I have to do a special event, Mom gets to be all glammed up and I love to have my daughters, my little babies to see mommy get all glammed up. Like, look at mom. But then if I don't have anything to do, I can guarantee you it is yoga pants. I even have jeggings. Yes, I have some jeggings, so don't feel bad. And I love my jeggings because I can go to a buffet. (laughs) I can sit at home when we're having a like a a full feast and I can look like I have on jeans, but I actually got on stretch pants because I got on a nice top that's covering up the elastic band. That's right. I told you. (laughs) So yeah, that's your decision as a mom. So if you are someone that likes to kind of dress up, there's nothing wrong with that. So if you're going to the playground, oh gosh, I remember that I would go and they're like, oh, you're all fancy. (laughs) And I'm like, I didn't do anything. I actually just, you know, Put on the face. Sometimes I experiment with makeup like I'm a teenager. And there are other times, again, you may see me out and like, oh, my gosh, you look so not like your, <laughs> like your profile pic. <laughs> That's my choice. That's my decision. All right. So my next point is this. No mom should not feel guilty for taking some time to rest. All right. Giving yourself a rest day. Nothing wrong with that. Do not feel guilty. All right. It is OK to have a day of rest. Breathe, mama. You're good. All right. Next is no mom should feel bad for setting boundaries and seeing the magical word of no. And no is a sentence. I don't know why some of us feel like if we use the word no, that we have to have some kind of long backdrop for the no. No, I said no. (laughs) I think I put no in what I said. Yes, I did. So it's okay to just say no. So if you told your child no, yes, they're going to call you in their mind. They're not going to tell you in person, <laughs> your pooty head, you know, <laughs> but I said, no, <laughs> no, you're not going over your friend's house. I, I do not do sleepovers. No. <laughs> and that's fine. Also, when it comes down to the involvement of activities that you want to put your child in, no, I remember 
just having a situation where I was pressured by an acquaintance that had like a budding type of theater group that they were having and they really wanted my child to be a part of it. And I allowed them to be a part of maybe two productions or so. But also as I started to see things shift and being a busy mom, definitely transitioning into single, being a single mom. And yes, I put it out there because it is a difference. It's not me always. You got to mention that all the time because guess what? There are single moms out there. And even when I was a mom that wasn't single, there are certain activities I didn't put my child in, especially if I saw just like with this situation I'm talking about where Every time you look around, the practice time and dates change. What started off as free later became kind of like large amounts of, can you buy this? Can you buy that? Can you give money? And I'm saying I know I've paid more for this particular auxiliary or extracurricular activity to have my child in than what I would have put my child if they were in a actually, if they were actually in an affiliated and accredited program. All right. So I made the decision to say no. Oh my gosh, the drama came out, not from, <laughs> not from merely teaching acting, but just you're a bad person. I'm not talking to you no more. And I was like, you know what? No, <laughs> I did not. I definitely was a people pleaser every now and then. I have to kind of consciously work on that, but I speak up for myself now and I set boundaries for my family. I've, I set boundaries and I respect my child's in my children's interest. So if they're not into something, I'm not going to put them into something just because I want to do it. If it's no, it's no. I respect their no. They respect my no. I was a debutante and my mom was like, you're going to be a debutante. <laughs> but I want my daughters to make the decision if they want to be a debutante, you know, and, and it's, it's just, no, that's all I'm going to, that's all I'm going to say with that. Whatever the no is, be it when it comes down to discipline your child or anything from the outside, no means no. And it's like, yep, I said no. (laughs) All right. My next point is this. No mom should ever feel guilty about making the decision to work or stay at home. Definitely have to work on a podcast episode on that when it comes down to the understanding and respect for both working moms and stay at home moms. You know, I've shared that I was a stay at home mom for a little over four years and I've worked since the age of 16 and for a large proportion of my workforce uh, experience I balanced working the whole two jobs things and I made the decision like I will not work two jobs and find myself still having to come back home and work with my children if I can help it now if I have to and things are tight then you know you have to make the decision to do what you have to do and I have done it But at the same time, if I can budget and we can get by and I can still have a little bit in the pot to save, I'm going to make that decision to not overly extend myself with work or when it comes down to work projects. I think I shared with this in a podcast episode previously when it talks about how at work, the pressures that can come in for a lot of us to who are in, you know, starting careers or we want to be that hard worker that we put so much on us? No, the answer is no. And making the decision to work and to really start your career or start your business, that's on you as a mom, okay? You're not a bad person if you decide to go back to work, all right? You're not being neglectful for it. Don't let anybody tell you that. And also, if you make the decision to stay at home, I was joking with a close friend of mine and I was sharing with her that since All the women in my family worked when I gave birth to my twins. I remember 
the first thing that came out one of my aunt's <laughs> mouths was, so when are you going back to work? And I'm looking like I was just in the hospital for <laughs> four weeks, ma'am. I'm sorry. And I still have babies fighting. And guess what? It's less than a month. All right. <laughs> They're not a month old. I'm not quite thinking about work right now. And I even had the pressure of my employer at the time. They were like, so when you're coming back to work and I had to make that decision to say, no, I wasn't. I was, I was not going back to work. And then when the children, my twins came out of the NICU, they had therapies. They had three therapies a week and I wasn't going to do with that. I wasn't going to find myself leaving work. And I know where I lived at. I knew at the time my support system and what was going to help me, who was going to help me and who wasn't going to do anything. So I knew it wasn't for me to find myself working a full-time job and being with my babies. And even if you do not have children who have special disabilities or needs and you just make the decision to stay at home so that you can give your child what you would like for them to have and to be on the attentive level that you would want to have, that's your business, that's your priority, and that's between you and yourself, your family, your spouse, whatever. It's not with nobody else. I found myself when I did stay at home, always having to prove that I was doing something. And I went through a phase where I went through always kind of explaining, well, you know, I also blog. Well, you know, I'm also a speaker or, you know, I have a, a, a bachelor's in this. And then I got to the very, at the very end, the very end, I got to that point and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm at home <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> and there are times that I miss that. I really do miss that. And being at home through COVID-19, I'm learning so many more things that I should have really appreciated at that time instead of feeling like I had to prove myself and what I was doing. You know, I love being with my babies. You know, I like to assess their learning needs with my own diagnostics and not that of any school system or any teacher or instructional coach telling me that my child is lower than this or more than that. I like to know it within myself and celebrate them all equally despite their levels. So when it comes down to working or staying at home, don't feel guilty about that, mom. That's your decision because you still rock. All right. The next point I have is no mom should feel guilty when it comes down to treating herself. So, you know, that chocolate bar that you see right when you're at checkout and you're like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. No, but if I get it, the kids, when I get to the car, they're going to sit there and they're going to ask for it. Oh, I can't get them. I can't get a piece of chocolate and tell the kids they can't have some chocolate. <laughs> Mom, just, just get the chocolate. Just get the chocolate. All right. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right for you to treat yourself. It's okay for you to paint your nails or to get that little nail polish that you wanted. Or even if you have it within your budget to give yourself a pedicure or a manicure, that's on you. It's all right for you to take some time to treat yourself, to stay a couple of extra minutes in the tub or again, if you want to buy something specifically just for you for dinner or for a special little sweet treat, it's okay, mom. Nothing to feel guilty about. And this is what I do just so I don't appear like I'm just this selfish mom, <laughs> for which I'm not. But there are times when I get like a cheesecake. I love cheesecake. I love cheesecake. If I get some cheesecake and I get me a nice little uh, scoop of it and I'm just just a fork full and I'm just living my best life. And I see one of my twins. I have one in particular that she has these look. She has this look that's like, you go get me some. <laughs> so after I take my bite. OK, I'll be honest. After I take about two bites, 
I'll look at her who's looking at me like, I know you're going to give me some. <laughs> and I'm like, do you want some? And she's like, yes, or we'll split it or something like that. And there are some things that's just for me. It's a particular chocolate that I like, and it's just my chocolate. It's not something that they'll like. It's a special treat for me that I get it every now now and then. And for some ladies, you know, once a month, (laughs) that's my chocolate for myself. All right. And lastly, I want to share with this, this particular topic, um, this particular point on the topic is, Being selective, no mom should feel guilty when it comes down to being selective of the company that she entertains when it comes to family, friends, and everyone in between. Now, I'm not telling you to be rude, but when you're dealing with little people, teenagers, preteens, and all that in between and managing a home when it comes down to the extra time that you have for yourself, you do not have to entertain drama You don't have to entertain histrionics. You do not have to entertain anything that's unhealthy or something that you really don't like, you know what I'm saying, to be around with the energy. Didn't say you didn't have to dislike the person, but you don't have to accept energy that you really know that is not good for you. I break down life and I say this all the time when it comes to life givers and life drainers. Now, with some people, you know, they may be uh, in-laws and we have to deal with them. And not all in-laws are bad. So please know I'm not like, like in-laws. No, definitely not that. But when it comes down to anybody, you don't have to sit up there and cater your energy, the little energy that you do have left from the end of the day to please anybody to sit here and take on relationships that you're, that are not healthy. And that comes down to friendships too. You do not have to be everybody's friend. And that is not a bad thing to say. It doesn't make you a bad person if you say that either. If you know that someone is a life drainer and they are bringing negativity, they are pulling on you to save their world. And you know you can't because you're learning just how to manage your own. You don't have to take that spirit in. okay? you don't. So when it comes down to who you entertain in company, you can set limitations. If it's people that you know you cannot avoid and say, this is the amount of time that I'm going to give and it's not being selfish. I'm going to be genuine. I'm going to be cordial. I'm going to be respectful. But you do not have to overly entertain and take on anybody's emotional burdens, be emotionally dumped on, have anybody mistreat you. And again, when it comes down to relationships and friendships, you are to be very selective in establishing and maintaining friendships of the people that you want to put into your life because you're dealing with, again, motherhood. And for a lot of us, you're balancing marriage and everything else. So when it comes down to your extra energy, you only have so much energy within a day. There are 24 hours in a day, seven days a week. And I like to stress that there is only so much time that we have actually left for ourselves. So you have a right to be selective of the company that you want to keep. So if you find yourself with a friendship that you know that was unhealthy and you decide to move forward and move on and let that go, that's okay. That's definitely okay. And if it's a dysfunctional situation amongst your family and you know this person caused hurt and confusion, it's okay for you to limit yourself and not entertain that in protection of yourself, just like how you protect your children. So those are my 12 points. I'm going to add more within the blog and I got a couple of bonuses, but not much. But those are my 12 tips or 12 points of interest when it comes down to because not necessarily tips. Those are my 12 points 
on my personal, just Minnie Marie, just my personal, you know, way I feel that mom should not feel guilty about that. I don't feel guilty about not anymore (laughs) and not never. Hey, thanks so much for joining me for today's episode as I share with you my perspective and point when it came down to 12 things that I feel like mom should not feel guilty about. I'm sure that you may have your own when it comes down to things that, hey, I just don't feel guilty about it. I'll love to hear from you. So you can send me a voice message via this podcast and you never know, I may actually put it within the podcast, even if we have a little disagreement. I I can handle that. I'm a big girl. So if you enjoyed today's podcast, you can also follow me at the Purpose Filled Mommy with Minnie Marie blog for helpful tips, insight, and more. Definitely join me on Sunday Reflections for a spiritual message. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm kicking off my YouTube series starting in June. That's my birthday month. And I'm just going to kick it off just like that. So that's my birth month. So if you enjoy today's episode, make sure you join in as a subscriber. And until next time, you know what I'm going to say? I love you, but God loves you more. Be blessed. Bye-bye.